Welcome to the Televerse, streaming in place. Avatar, the last airbender. Hello everybody and welcome back to Streaming in Place. It is week 16 and we are here talking about Avatar, the last airbender, season 2, episodes 12 and 13, The Serpent's Pass, and The Drill, which is also lumped together and called Secrets of the Fire Nation. Um, or no, the secret of the Fire Nation or secret. Sing- I just remember it's singular. Um, so the, uh, there's a lot that happens in these episodes, but most of it, I say that, but also it kind of feels like nothing happens in these episodes. And that's because there's a lot of character study and there's a lot of cool action fighting set pieces so that we can see our characters kind of leveling up. But mostly I'm excited to talk about these episodes so that we can talk about tomorrow's episodes. Uh, and I'm curious, <laughs> Noel, if you are going to throw it to you first, if you felt, felt similarly to me, because after the last two-parter, I was like, oh, yeah, this two-parter. And I was like, oh, yeah, it's these ones. I mean, they're good. And that's sort of where I'm at. I actually really like both of these episodes in part because I think that they function as really good sort of like blockbuster episodes almost. Like they're big popcorn type of episodes, which fade away for a little bit <laughs> as they get in, actually get into bossing say proper. And um, so I like the whole, we get a big action set piece with the serpent in serpents Pass, which is a design that they had for like concept art that they pitched to Nickelodeon that they just finally found a place for here. And then we get the drill, which I think is just good summer popcorn type entertainment of, we got to destroy this big thing. How are we going to destroy this big thing? And the answer of how to destroy this big thing is teamwork and bend the slurry. Um, so I think I, I've, I agree that there's not a lot of character stuff in either of these episodes, aside from Aang sort of grappling with the emotional fallout of Appa's uh, kidnapping. But I think that they're really, really entertaining. And the drill for me in particular is one of those episodes that I just kind of like to go back to because it's, just deeply exciting and also very funny. So I I really enjoy both of these episodes, so I was really glad to revisit them. But I really want to know how Allison felt watching them for the first time. First of all, uh, Azula's manicure is great. <laughs> um, I noticed it. I'm sure I've noticed it before and not remembered to talk about it. But this time I was like, I just... I have really crappy nails and I cannot tell you how bad, in addition to wanting a haircut, I cannot tell you how badly I want to walk the two blocks to Morse Avenue and pay the very nice lady who always asks about how my work is going to just make my nails not look like a monster nails. They, her manicure is on point. So there's that. Um, they need to stop putting the animals in jeopardy. I was so worried about Momo. Uh, um i didn't sign up for this it's it is like once again like watching the first act of john wick um i just need it to stop Uh, other than that i really liked these episodes i responded like noel i responded more positively to the drill which felt a lot like watching speed if instead of a bus that can't stop it's a drill that has to stop um and that's high praise i love speed like i love few things in this life it is legitimately one of my very favorite movies i love it so much that i once wrote a monologue for scotty caldwell where she was the bus from speed and it was written <laughs> uh like it was a greek play and she was uh, a goddess um that she got lifted awesome. in the air and stuff it was amazing anyway i love speed so it's that's high praise um 
But I also responded to the character stuff. It's not, it wasn't particularly insightful or heavy duty, but I feel like they were tackling some bigger issues, so that's okay. Oh, Scotty was also the subway train in that reading of Speed, she reminds me. <laughs> that's true. I did also write a train monologue for her. Um, it was amazing. Anyway, she was so, y'all, she was so good. Those were the days. Remember being in a room with other people? No. Well, <laughs> technically, yes, but that's like, Something that happens every day. Because remember I being somewhere. in a room with more than one other person. With people no. who aren't your uh, your quarantine. Yeah, yeah, um, uh, yeah. So um, I really enjoyed that episode. I thought that they handled um, Sokka's heartbreak pretty thoughtfully. The idea that he wouldn't be comfortable giving somebody a smooch because the moon is watching was hilarious. <laughs> and adorable and sad um and i uh yelled and not in a good way when i saw that stupid piece of hay between <laughs> stupid kid's teeth and i get whatever redemption arc blah 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 talking a good game about doing good things but he sure does seem like a butthole still so um that said, I've come around on Smellerby. Um, I'm just excited. I'm like, I'm excited to talk about all of the moving pieces in this. It is not surprising to me that you guys are excited about talking about what comes next, because despite the fact that there's a lot going on in these two episodes, it definitely feels like set up. Like it's just sort of some of it feels kind of like biding time until we get to Bossing Say and moving some of the pieces together. Bossing Say, not Nossing Say. <laughs> they don't um, call it the penetrable city. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it was just fun to go like, wow, that's badass. Wow, that's badass. Wow, that's amazing. Oh, my God, Toph is so great. Oh, my God, Katara is so great. Surfing on ice, bending the slurry, just the coolest. Mm-hmm. The uh, Well, first of all, uh, Marky says, I like how they framed the moon behind Sokka and Suki. And just the notion that now for that character, for Sokka, until he like processes more uh, and comes to terms with <laughs> my girlfriend turned into the moon, um, Every, like, all, the, all those tropes about romantic moonlit things just have this different context for him <laughs> that is, like, hilarious, and, and, and it can be played for drama or comedy, depending on what they want to do, uh, but I think that's so interesting and fun to just, like, be like, okay, you got to do something different, because moonlit chat on the side of a mountain while we're in quasi-peril or not, you know, has a different context for him than it will for anyone else, uh, is that that's just a reliable, good source of things they can go to if they want um so that's fun but then keenan says i was very stressed out to see jet again that kid is trouble and yes i yes i have to tell you away go away on on the blu-ray he's the character on the screen for this disc and i saw that must be very frustrating (laughs) yeah well i didn't recognize him at first because like like i didn't notice the hay and the color is kind of different so i was just like who's that and tom bless his heart was like Mm, I don't know. I guess you're going to have to wait and find out instead of saying that's jet, you idiot. Um, so it was, so that very pleasant surprise was preserved for me. Um, yuck. I just hate him so much. It's, I, I really appreciate that even angry fire kid is like, nah, no, we're no. Good. Um, yeah. Anyway, good stuff. Uh, the, the things that really feel like set up, for me and why I'm more excited about what's to come. Like, yes, I could appreciate all the blockbuster stuff. We will talk about that in both of these, but um, the, it's just like, let's, okay, now let's set up like Sokka 
and like touch in where, with where he's at around with his romantic life and with with Suki. Let's bring her back. Let's remind everybody that Kyoshi Warriors are a thing. Let's let's see where uh, Iroh and um and and Zuko are at and move them to and like touch in on how are they feeling? How where, where are they at? You know, with you know, it, it's a lot of let's live with these characters a little bit and see how they're processing and dealing with where their current situation and reflecting on it so that we can do stuff with them in future episodes. So you need these, you need to have these moments. It's just like most of the characters are doing that all at the same time. And I feel like usually the show has like one part of the story is doing that rather than all of the characters are kind of, kind of doing that. Um, Except for Katara who doesn't get much in these besides being hardcore. Um, And, uh, and the rest of the, the characters kind of checking in like, updating the audience on where they're at um for the the serpent's past i kept waiting for there to be more and then i was like what are you doing kate there's a giant serpent and it's scary and like just the notion of walking along the my i was watching this with my parents and i was like why didn't they just do the ice thing before or why not just have top race thing like well actually the scale of things probably walking under like along the bottom is probably safer but just the notion of that is terrifying to me how did you guys deal with the whole underwater thing so, I don't like aquariums, and <laughs> yeah, <laughs> for a couple of different reasons. Um, I mean, I I have the same moral objections to aquariums that I have to zoos. Um, um, but my other thing with aquariums is that I have an irrational thing about the all the containers and the cases breaking and everyone drowning. Mm-hmm. Um, and the Georgia Aquarium actually has a tunnel whatchamacallit, um, where the tank is overhead and you walk through it, basically. And you're basically, it's like floor to ceiling sort of deal, a tunnel of aquarium. And I hate it because it's terrible and scary and it's not great and I don't like it. In this episode, it's very cool and I really appreciate it and I think it's great. I would not do that. I would stay there on my island and <laughs> hope for the best and my passport comes through with that nice lady at the ferry gate. Um, but no, it's very cool. I really liked it. But that's the thing is for me, for, especially for the Serpent's Pass episode, is that there's a lot of like cool, slick-looking stuff in that episode that I just really, really like. And that little walk under the water is one of my favorites. Oh, well, that was straight up terrifying to me, too. Although I like, um, I have similar conflicted feelings about both aquariums and zoos. Um, although hearing you say both those words so many times just made me want to listen to, I go to the zoo. <laughs> sure. Just yeah. kind of want to run. Um, anyway, I, uh, I just, that was when I was really fearful for Momo. And obviously also with the lightning throwing and some other times. But when those fish started swimming around, I was like, no, 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 no. I don't understand. I don't know how Momo deals with water. I'm not sure what's going to happen if he breaks the seal on this bubble. Like, he's definitely going after these fish. All hell is going to break loose. I assumed that when he left, that was the disaster. I did not, somehow despite the name, like our team avatar, did not see the giant serpent coming. Um, So I thought it was a really cool demonstration of how powerful Katara and Aang are. Are, um, that made me very stressed. Yeah. Uh, Marcus says, I would feel very claustrophobic. Keenan says, I trust my girl Katara, but the thought of being deep underwater is terrifying. And I love that they showed Toph being totally nonplussed by it. And uh, and everyone else just like transfixed by the fish. Because yeah, again, it, it, it's cool. If you're not worried, they're going to horribly die. How would you, if, okay, so you're on Team Avatar. 
first of all, would you, do you agree with my mom? Would it be like, uh, just raise up the ocean bed and walk along that, have yeah. talked to that? Or would you do the bubble thing or would you do the ice thing, which seemed like the most logical? Or just have like, have Aang fly people across is the other thing that came up to me, but. No, I would have done, like, even when watching this episode, I just went, why didn't they just raise the seabed, like, a little bit? I know it's pretty, probably pretty far down, which maybe is, like, the reason why, but that made more sense to me than walking under the ocean did. Oh, see, I I think under the ocean would have been my impulse, too, because they had that Fire Nation ship shooting fireballs at them. Mm-hmm. So I figured an opportunity to go out of sight would probably be welcome. But it would have scared the pants off me. Marcus says ice or ocean bed. And I can see why, especially with Toph, not, would, they wouldn't want to start at ice. Um, but, yeah. But, but yeah. yeah. And, and hiding is, makes sense. But yeah, they're all bad. That's what you do in drama, right? You just, you just yeah. present your, your heroes with options, all of which are bad, and you see what they pick, and then go from there. Um, I thought that the the fight actually ended up a bit anticlimactic, all things considered, but I didn't really need all that drama. What did you guys think of naming the baby Hope? That seemed a bit on the... On the nose? nose. Yeah. Um, I was hoping she was going to say, Angie, or like, <laughs> Angina. Yeah. Or something like that. Um, Angola? Or, Appa. Yeah. Appa Etta. Um, yeah, it's a little on the nose, but that's okay. Also, not a rare name, but maybe a rare name in that culture. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, could be. Any other final thoughts on the serpent's past besides we don't like Jet? <sighs> well, I mean, one of the things I do, one of the things I think that is worth mentioning about the serpent's past in particular, and it has been running through some of the season, but I think comes really clearly in this season is, we chose an inadvertently topical episode regarding refugees and yeah. bureaucracy that surrounds being able to immigrate. Um, and I think that's rel- I think it's handled as backgroundy as it's going to be done in this show, but it's still really well. And we get more of that immigration experience through Zuko and Iroh, which I think is also really, really interesting as we go forward, um, just to tease that a little bit. But I really like the ways in which the show very quickly establishes a sense of bureaucracy and the ways in which the rich can get by without a problem and down to, I have three imbeciles to help me navigate the world and a seeing eye lemur. (laughs) This is what it gets. This is what it means to be rich. Mm -hmm. So I, I really like how they bake that in as both a condemnation of the system but also as a get out of jail free card for them that they then have to reject um so i really like the ways in which that all gets layered into the serpent's pass yeah that they spend the time to show that in the earth kingdom versus the fire nation right right you we're not just going to show the ways in which the fire nation is terrible we will also show systems throughout their world you know, like like the the patriarchy and the the discrimination at the the northern water tribe, northern water tribe, and, and you know, so yeah, there each of these areas we've been to have their issues that should hopefully be fixed by better leadership. But um, yeah, that's a good that's an excellent point. Mm-hmm. Um, Marcus says I was wondering where Little John was, and we yeah, we saw some of the the team, but not all of the team, right? We saw right. Smellerby yeah. and Longshot. Was yeah. there anybody else? 
No, those are the those those were the only ones that um came with them um mm-hmm. from the from the um the wherever they were earlier. Smell or be forever. Yeah, I do continue to enjoy the the gag of long shot not talking, but saying just like, I can respect that volume. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. It was a good, good gag. It's good. Um, well, let's go over to the drill then, which is basically just a awesome set piece through the whole thing. Um, it was nice to get. Oh, we haven't talked. We didn't talk about Suki. Suki's great. Glad she's back. Yeah, that yeah. was really. She was great. What a nice surprise. Did not recognize her without the makeup. Was very confused why it is that I didn't know who that was. And then yeah. I was like, oh, okay, great. Look at you, sleeveless guy. Yeah. Yeah, working out, <laughs> getting some chin lifts in on the tree branches. And it's just like, no, you're not, sucker. You're getting stuck in, you're getting stuck in cracks in the, the desert. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Which would probably be pretty good for your core. He did spend a lot of time yeah. kind of squeezing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that's really what he should have talked about. Mm-hmm. Um, Oh, also, before we totally move on, um, Toph saving them from the landslide by just, like, making a little overhang. Cool yeah. as hell. Yes. Cool as hell. Very cool. Yeah. Extremely cool. Anyway. <laughs> um, yes. Uh, Marcus, it seems like a poor use of Kyoshi Warriors not even letting them use their getup. Oh, yeah. That's another indictment of the 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 outpost or wherever the refugee system where we're at. It's like, you've got the Kyoshi Warriors. You don't have them in their actual, like, warrior... Like, why are they... You're not taking full advantage of the Kiyoshi warriors. So, they... Yeah, that's a good... That's a good uh, point, Marcus. Definitely. Um, so, we have in in the drill... There's a few different things that we got to touch on. One, uh, how how often are we May? We're like, um, no. I'm not going in there. Have you... Did you see in there? No. <laughs> Oh no, um, we lost. Oh. And uh in just to to please Tom who as we've mentioned before loves it when I share his observations because that way it's like being on the podcast without being on the podcast. He said it's like they have Daria on their team. <laughs> Which I think is great and a very that apt is, description. That is a terrific description. Yeah, it was um it's a lovely dynamic to have on that squad. <laughs> Death to Nice Childs. I can't believe I almost forgot that. <laughs> um, so what was your favorite part of the the drill set piece and all of that? Hmm. I just really enjoyed watching Aang and Katara and Sokka problem solve together. Um I think I mean there was a lot that I really enjoyed. All the battles were really fun and um bending the slurry was really cool like all these individual moments but watching them identify how sock is the idea guy he has his idea they infiltrate and they're going into the ground to do it and i can't it's so dark down here i can't see anything oh how awful just like really wonderful oh no um, what a nightmare yeah just like <laughs> a delight um getting the schematics by freezing the engineer and then figuring out where to target and when to split up and who needs what i really enjoyed all of the nuts and bolts of that um which is the pun is not intended but i'm gonna go ahead and own Mm -hmm. it um i think it's great to watch the team dynamics kind of shift in that way where before you know Sokka was the leader and was um just sort of assuming he was, maybe because mm-hmm. he felt insecure about not being able to bend, maybe because he's the oldest, maybe it's a male thing, whatever. Um, 
And despite the fact that there are obvious, there's obviously still some tension, he seems to have sort of earned that. And they look to him to have ideas and to think strategically, uh, which was a nice change to see. Speaking, Kate, to your point about um, watching our characters level up. So, um, yeah, that was definitely my favorite part. As much as I enjoyed, uh, you know, all of Destiny's Child and their time on top of the wall and all of that stuff. It was just great watching them work as a unit. What about you, Noel? I mean, Allison didn't really leave anything for me, and that's okay. (laughs) Um, No, I think that everything that we get there is really good. I also really... One of the things I also really appreciate about this is, yes, they have Dario on their team, but Tylee is also just so dangerous, and they really emphasize that in her ability to block everyone's like chi uh with her target punches which is both great because you get to watch her take down a bunch of earthbenders real fast um but then it gives them the epiphaface ideas of (laughs) we just take it down from the pressure points inside yes we can definitely sneak into this giant war machine without a problem which they actually are able to do which is bad security from war minister ching that they're just able to break into that without any issue i also (laughs) thought of um tree beard well you are very small yeah (laughs) (laughs) so yeah yeah you were saying no yeah so no i i really like like that tai lee like again Azula's scary dangerous. Tylee's just stealthily dangerous. But she's also just super into Sokka. And I really enjoy how into Sokka she is. And that Sokka sort of goes with it. Like, hey. And it's just like, Sokka, no. (laughs) No. Oh, see, I think Sokka, who would be a terrible spy, at least has like this one. At least he's recognizing, hey, this could be used to our advantage. It's thank God I'm doing all of these chin ups on tree branches. <laughs> I got Moxie. I got, I got a little something working with the ladies. Suki, I just I had to to get information. That's you know, <laughs> I can't I can't turn this off. Anyway, yeah, he can't though. Is the problem? <laughs> I mean, have you seen him? That ponytail tells everyone that he's cute and perky. <laughs> um. So yeah, no, I really like all the Tylee stuff, but um, I also really like the fact that we get a lot of like really cool Azula bending in this episode with everything that she does against Aang on top of the drill, from shooting fire out of her feet to the ways in which she's combating the rocks. I mean, she's kicking rocks with her feet. Um, it's all really cool, and again, it's all really very action-heavy, and I really, really enjoy that. Um, even when there's also, like, good quiet stuff with all the Iroh and, um, Zuko stuff that's really quiet, really, really subtle type stuff, but also really expensive little animation things, like Iroh looking around way in the background of the frame to make sure no one's paying attention to him so he can warm up his tea, like, that you have to take the time to animate that mm-hmm. and it's all the way in the background so it's not your pull focus but again they're taking the time to animate that kind of stuff and I, the care in which that this show gives to everything down to azula's crazy choreography and iroh going is anyone going to notice if i warm up this horrible jasmine tea i like that kind of a consistency in an animated program and the flower in his hat. Yes, mm-hmm. and his ability to flirt his way into the city. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Very nice. 
Definitely. Um, Keenan says they were astonishingly confident about getting inside the drill. I was flabbergasted and yeah. Yep, pretty yep. much. Marcus says they're too large to watch everything. It made me think of the Death Star in, in terms of sneaking around inside of it. And I think that's a good yeah. point. Yeah. That's a good comparison. I like that. Yeah. yeah. Um, I also, the same as Noel, your, your pronouns here. I also, the crying over spilled tea, could feel it so much. Um, the There's, once we're like a little further in... Um, there's some observations about um, Iroh and his tea that I've seen other people make online that I think are good that we will talk about. But yeah, it might be too character spoilery, so we won't talk about it yet. But I, I very much enjoy, like, not plot point, but just like, you know. Anyways, I, I, I enjoy Iroh and his tea. Uh, there's it's a perfectly good cup of tea wasted for absolutely no reason. You all know Jet's a dick anyways. So, like, he would have come up with some reason. Like, he didn't need to. I was like, get guitar over there so she can bend it back out. I don't know if that's like, I don't know what the five second rule is around <laughs> water bending tea, but like, you know, I was feeling for him in that moment. Mm-hmm. Well, one of the things I like about like this idea of like a jet redemption arc is that he is clearly trying to make an effort, but a fire, just the presence of fire bending sets him off again of immediately being like, nope, back to my old ways. I wasn't really invested in this anyway type of deal. And I really like that. Like Sokka and vegetarianism. Exactly. (laughs) I'll give up meat and sarcasm. That's my whole identity. And Jet's whole identity is being angry at the Fire Nation. See, I didn't believe he was going to change. Were we supposed to actually think he had changed in any way? No. But okay. I like that the show like wants us to maybe think he has, and then just, like this is just the, with that. Yeah. to be the nail in that coffin of like, no, he hasn't changed. But what, what ramifications does this have that he doesn't want to change? Yeah. Um, do we have any final thoughts? Uh, I was thinking of you guys as I was watching this one because, of course, you know, it's again highlighting water always wins. Uh, <laughs> the fact that they, I mean, like the notion of it, like. It's not supposed to be magic water, it's supposed to be regular water, but that much water would take so much longer to cut through metal. Um, I yes. was definitely having to give them, like, they're they're giving it extra force through their water bending. That's, that's, that's the ticket. It's totally a thing. Um, but, but having, you know, when you, when you have the Fire Nation building a drill to drill through the earth, having water defeating fire through the through that very same kind of dr- drilling into it i thought was a good bit of symmetry and I'm, I'm nodding along yeah it's science yeah. science i really i'm very into that um i you know you said there there's no it's not supposed to be magic water uh but i've got to say if they don't bring a flask full of slurry with them when they leave they are idiots because a substance that both katara and toph can bend is genius genius like it was very cool watching them team up if they have any sense they'll take i cannot remember what they're called in D &D, but the flask that's bottomless and you fill it and then it's holding well no not bag of holding there's it's for liquids so like there's a in the campaign that I'm playing, I I have like four of them because I'm a nerd and I have one that's full of mud and one that's full of whiskey and one that's full of water. And I don't remember what the last one is. I think it's a joke. I think it was like alpaca milk or something dumb, stupid. Anyway, um, 
But if they don't take some of that with them, missed opportunity. Seriously. Well, yeah, it was no, so you're cool right. Watching them bend the same thing together in two totally different styles was really neat. Yeah, I absolutely agree. Um, so Marcus, Keenan, uh, and, and Scotty, if you have any final thoughts, um, drop them into the chat. Marcus says, who says you can't fill the bag of holding with liquid? You can. You just can't use it for anything else then. Unless you don't mind. Well, you could wrap it, you know, and then like dive through the liquid to find, you know. I don't know. My character keeps ending up in a bag of holding because anytime I have to miss, my character turns into a sheep, a mechanical sheep, whenever uh, I have to miss a game. And I just, and I, I walk into the bag of holding, but then I have to try to roll a save to get out because I can't from the inside. It's a whole thing. Anyways, uh, good times with bags of bags of holding. Uh, final thoughts, Noel, on these two. And, uh, you know, if you can say without spoiling anything, things you're looking forward to. Um, I don't want to say anything about what I'm looking forward to. I do feel like we should just tell people to sort of be emotionally prepared. Mm-hmm. Not um, yet. Well, yeah. Well, a little bit. A little bit. A little bit. A little bit. Um, I'm sorry. Are we going to get Oppa Burgers? Because I might actually quit the show. No, no. There's no Oppa no. Burgers. No, it's on just, Nickelodeon. It's on Nickelodeon. Yeah, it's, uh, it's on Nickelodeon. Just, it's on Nickelodeon. Just keep remembering that. Yeah, it's on um, Nickelodeon. No, just kind of like be emotionally prepared for some stuff. Scotty says, I'm just over here yelling, where's Appa? Yeah. Right? It's where's, very stressful. Where's Appa? Where's Appa? It's stressful to have them not yelling, where's Appa, all the time. Because then you're watching it going, uh, what's happening here? So, yeah. Um, I really liked um, the first of the two episodes that we're watching tomorrow. Um, I think it's great. And it really kind of solidifies everything. Um, and it's a very good twist. Um... Yeah, See, no. And I remember the second one more, so this is interesting. Yeah, no, and the second one's great. So I think they're both really great episodes, but like I said last week, we're about to hit a run of um, everything's really good. Like, there's not really a bad episode coming up. Um, but but you need these two, like, kind of heavy blockbuster episodes um, in particular, because the next couple episodes are not blockbuster episodes. They're not really heavy on action. Um, there's a lot more character and plot stuff happening over the next couple episodes and they're all handled really well. And Scotty accidentally watched the first of tomorrow's episodes already and confirms that it is wonderful. <laughs> and it is, it's real mm-hmm. good. It's real good. We also, we also get really good celebrity voice casting recurring starting next, starting tomorrow. And I'm very excited. <laughs> Yay. Uh- so our next ep- next two episodes that we're watching for tomorrow are season two, episode uh, 14 and 15. So 14 is City of Walls and Secrets. And then episode 15 is The Tales of Ba Sing Se. So any guesses, Allison, that you want to make, or if you don't, that's fine too. City of Walls and Secrets. Um, I'm guessing that Ba Sing Se has both walls and secrets. Well, it does have walls. That is confirmed. Um, maybe, uh, maybe, um, Aang and Toph find some, like, secret earthbendy passages. Okay. And they get, like, a... I, I believe what you mean to say is, secret tunnel! Yes. Yes. That is exactly what I mean to say. Uh, and then, um, the tales of bossing say, uh, I wonder if maybe, um, we're gonna learn more about Iroh? And 
I sort of assumed that he was the dragon of the West alluded to in, uh, in the wall. So, um, maybe we'll learn about his siege of bossing say and what was going on with him when he was there and his son died and all of that. That would be my guess for that one. So I guess one sort of silly guess and one earnest guess. Okay. Marcus, uh, saying, guessing some secret recontextualizes the earth kingdom. Uh, so we will report back on that. I think it's an excellent guess. Um, and I just was, I was confirming for myself who was in this, this next episode, I thought the thing, like this, the, there's like a thing that they, there's like a line of dialogue. I thought that was later. I did not nope. realize that is the next episode. I'm it is the next episode. <laughs> okay. Anyways, more on that tomorrow. Not going to overhype it. Don't feel like we have. Thank you, uh, everyone, for hanging out in the chat today. So Keenan, Marcus, and Scotty. And thank you, everyone, for listening. We'll be back tomorrow. And well, let me also just say, on uh, Wednesday, we're just going to do one episode. So two episodes tomorrow and then just one the next one. Uh, we'll talk about that tomorrow. But until then, thank you for listening. Bye. Bye. Bye.